Well, let me just say I've just been possessed by the spirit of football. I love it. I bet you love it at home too. Hey, but it doesn't matter if uh, Liverpool win or Sydney win. The real winner is f football. It's time for the podcast. Welcome to episode six of the Dirty Tackle podcast. I am Brooks Peck, editor of DirtyTackle.net and WhatAHowler.com. I am here, of course, with my two always ready present co-hosts, Ryan Bailey and Theo Messi. Ready present. Ryan, how are you? What are you wearing? What's going on? Oh, I'm terribly good, Brooks. Uh, thank you for asking. And nice beard today, I might add. You've got some good facial hair going on today. Thank you. Visuals for the listeners. It's called laziness. <laughs> It's called not shaving. I'm very familiar with it's that. It's called process. profound laziness. <laughs> uh, you asked what I'm wearing today. I'm actually wearing um, the leaked 2017-18 Arsenal home shirt. Ooh. Can you believe I got a hold of this thing? No wonder your nipples look good. I thought you were having trouble breathing. It looks very tight. Yeah. I can't believe they went with the pink stripes and the brown dots this year, but that's what they did. You're going to need the jaws of life to get out of that thing. Have you guys seen the away kit, by the way? Have you seen what the away shirt looks like? No. It's a magic eye, and when you stare at it hard enough, it just says, please don't go, Alexis, please don't go. <laughs> it says Wenger out. That's the <laughs> other. If you cross your eyes, that's what you see. That's on the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Ryan, that was you. Theo, what are you doing? How are you, how, I was going to say, how are you wearing? Theo, how are you I'm wearing? I'm wearing, wearing good. Uh, what time are you wearing? Uh, yeah, 7 o'clock. I'm good. Um, I smell like ass because I just came from the gym. That's a very Ryan Bailey-esque thing well, to say when he talks yep. about running marathons. What else is new? I've run 10. <laughs> I am wearing a 2015 Carolina Challenge Cup long sleeve. The Carolina Challenge Ooh. Cup, one of the CCC. most prestigious tournaments in American soccer, played out of the first soccer-specific stadium, the Blackboard Stadium in one of the Carolinas. I don't remember. Charleston, um, South Carolina. Yeah. Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina. That makes sense because it's in the name. Shout out to American soccer read up on it it's good stuff wow that's very specific brooks are you wearing clothes today i am wearing clothes and i mean not to bring things down describe but, them so i am wearing the 2011 umbro special edition england away shirt designed by peter seville our thoughts are with manchester this week given all that's happened over there so to show a little support for a proud manchester brand like like umbro and the city and everything that's what I'm wearing. I like that. Nice. All right. So this week's special shout out goes to Jason Nauman. Jason Nauman, uh, our Patreon special contributor. Now, man. Hello, Nauman. I'm pretty sure that Monaco put in a, a monster bid for him earlier this week. So Whoa. keep an eye on, on him. Hmm. So if you want to get a special shout out on the show, go to patreon.com slash tackle, contribute $10 or more, and we will call you out. Monaco, feel free to, to visit the, the website and give us all the casino money. Chips, yeah, things. any any major European club you want to help support the show, we'll, we'll give you a shout out too. Or any any club, period. Even if you're a small club from anywhere. Nightclub. Doesn't matter. So, patreon.com slash tackle. Check it out. Whole bunch of rewards. Um, we're going to start doing some live chats on there just for, for contributors. It's like chat roulette, but for soccer. We're going to do it during the games, but we're just going to talk about Netflix shows we like. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it won't be relevant at all, but we'll, yeah. we'll still do it. 
Um, and then we're also going to have some special exclusive audio content on, on there, too, for contributors. So check it out. Contribute. Help us out. We need to keep this show going. Let's yes. do it. So moving on to the football. Manchester United, Europa League champions. So now they have won the Community Shield. They've won the EFL Cup and the Europa League this season. I call that the treble of disappointment. Wah, wah. For <laughs> for what a monster club this is, and they're just they're focusing on these crap competitions. It's like if Tiger Woods focused more on the club championship at his local public course instead of like the Masters. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, it's like in a video what game, do you guys you think about all this? the levels, and then you have to like go back and get all the coins and all the little different areas when you're a loser because you don't want to like buy a new game. You just want to master that one <laughs> and not go outside the house ever again. It's like that. Pretty much. I maintain my opinion that Manchester United are the biggest underachievers in the Premier League. They've outdone Sunderland here. You spend £170 million in the summer, you bring in like the world record Paul Pogba, and you finish sixth in the one competition you're supposed to do well in. And you win the Community Shield, and you win the second best competition in Europe. Rubbish. Don't like it. Brian's talking facts. <laughs> I, have, I have nothing to add. These are just facts. I just love how Jose Mourinho went from saying that he would not want to win the Europa League ever three years ago when Rafa Benitez did it with Chelsea to now. He, did you see him on the pitch? He was like, this was like the biggest moment of his life. He was embracing his son and just going nuts. It was like he won the Champions League. It's crazy. Are you trying to suggest that Jose Mourinho hasn't done anything hypocritical before? Well, this is what I love about him. He's the ultimate. He revels in his hypocrisy. He's the ultimate troll. It's, it's great. I'm not complaining. I think it's great. It's wonderful. We're all very pleased for him. So, okay, with Man United covered, let's move on to the Dirty Tackles of the Week. So, who deserved a Dirty Tackle this week, guys? And I'm going to start off with Manchester United's best friends, Liverpool, who've done something even worse than win the Community Shield. They've done something <laughs> called a post-season friendly. You've heard of pre-season friendlies. This was a post-season friendly. So, on Wednesday, which might have been Friday in US time, it was in Australia because they're all... I don't know. They're like four weeks in advance or something. <laughs> I don't get how time works. It was the year 2023. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Liverpool went to Australia. They went to Sydney. They played in the Olympic Stadium there. 72,000 people. They played against Sydney FC three days after the season ends. They made a 36-hour trip to Australia. Oh, sounds exhausting. I bet the players love that. It sounds miserable. Does that not sound like the most bonkers thing you've ever said? All managers, all year long, they complained about, oh, the season's too long, it's so strenuous, I can't believe Josie Marino going on every five minutes about how they played 60 games. And then they go and do things like this just for the money. That 36-hour trip just for the money. And it was even more ridiculous when they got there, guys, by the way, because they had some legendary players playing for them. A guy called Steven Gerrard was on the team. Boo. LA Galaxy legend, you mean? Jamie Carragher was on the team. Boo. <laughs> uh, also joining Carragher and Gerard was Stevie McManaman. Boo. Ooh. You suck at commentating. Boo. Hardest name to spell in the world because oh. you just end up writing McManamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanamanaman
And by the way, if this situation wasn't bad enough, I don't know if you heard the uh, broadcast from the Australian network during half time. This was the worst piece of broadcasting in history. Have a listen to this. Well, let me just say I've just been possessed by the spirit of football. I love it. I bet you love it at home too. Um, hey, what, um, oh, so much is going out. Oh. Hey, but it doesn't matter if uh, Liverpool win or Sydney win. The real winner is f- football. Ryan, it's almost as if the first team and the people that run the club's business are not in agreement on this one. Is that, is that possible? Yeah, well, I've got a quote here from Jurgen Klopp. Uh, here's a quote from the, uh, the Daily Mail story that I got this from. It said, When asked what the players' response was on being told they were expected to travel to the other side of the world at the end of a long, hard campaign, Jurgen Klopp said, Because I'm the boss, they weren't too critical, but I could see in their eyes they would have done things different. So they got Jurgen Klopp staring into Alberto Moreno's <laughs> soul and finding out that he would have done something different. He wouldn't have gone to Australia three days after the season end. He's had a long one of playing five or six games after all. Maybe his prescription in his glasses was just messed <laughs> up and he, and he totally misread that situation, you know? Maybe. Maybe they were all just saying, hey, we would have gone out in Liverpool as opposed to Australia where I don't even know what they do for nightlife. It's probably fun though, so good for them. Brooks, do you have a dirty <laughs> tackle that you want to put on somebody. I do. Thank you for that elongated intro. Um, So in La Liga, Real Madrid won the title for the first time in five years. First time since Mourinho left, they won the title. Zidane continuing his domination of of everything. Just unstoppable force of management. And so they, they win the title. They're celebrating, but they have no trophy. They weren't given the trophy after the game. It's, it was bizarre. So Why? Why? They showed Gareth Bale after the game. Gareth Bale and, and Luka Modric, they were asking for the trophy. They're like, where is it? And yeah. they said, no, not until next season. They don't, they don't give out the trophy in La Liga until the following season. This is ridiculous. I, I just I don't, I don't understand. Is that how it's always been or only since, you know, I know it's a different trophy, but since Sergio Ramos oh, dropped the, uh, the Copa del Rey under the bus, are they just not trying to give Real Madrid players trophies to, to further mess up? Is that possible? <laughs> Yeah, they thought Sergio Ramos would calm down by the start of next season, so they decided not to give him the trophy on the, the final day. That does make sense. It is a bit weird, but then this is a league that like changes fixture times with like a day's advance, and then they don't decide what the Copa del Rey, Copa del Rey exactly. final is until like 24 hours before it's going to happen. It's exciting. It's, they're not the best of organization. They have like 2 a.m. kickoffs, and then they yeah. don't have a trophy. Well, that's just after dinner time in Spain, to be fair. Lucky for Real Madrid, they can just go into their 10 to 20 trophy cabinets, grab another one. Nobody will know the difference, probably. Wheel it around. Drop it under a bus. Sergio Ramos, if you want. It's up to you. This is the thing, though, because they just changed the trophy this year. So if they did use an old trophy, it wouldn't match. So this made no sense at all. This was all ridiculous. Now this makes total sense. It's just they didn't get it made in time. Some guy totally fucking forgot. Yeah. <laughs> They're in Spain. He had a Cortado, had a cigarette, took a nap, and then never woke up. And there's no La Liga trophy now. <laughs> Although I'm sure that that happened. This happens like every year. So apparently three years ago I read uh, Atletico Madrid didn't get the trophy until like 110 days later. It's bizarre. I don't like it. Mm. You got to have a trophy. If you're going to have a champion, you got to have a trophy. Weird. So, Theo, what is your Dirty Tackle of the Week? Yeah, I'm going to Dirty Tackle popular target, a member of the, the, the Trump clan. Um, so, you know, Donald Trump's daughter and, and whole family, the Trumpensteins, um, they were going around the rest of the world to, uh, <laughs> you know, like take pictures with other 
people of other places, as you do, I guess, if you're the Trumps. Um, anyway, other people of other places? Is that a technical term? Yeah. It sounds like you watch a lot of news channels. Yeah, well, I just feel like yeah. this is how they're talking about it in their own heads, so I'm just trying to make it you know, as compatible as possible <laughs> for, the, for the listeners. Um, anyway, so there's a story going around. They're eating at a restaurant in Rome, and Ivanka, that's the daughter of, of Senor Trump, there's all these pictures on the wall. There's there's religious icons and there's other types of people and there's footballers. And she goes up to this picture, and I've seen the picture on Twitter thanks to Tancredi Palmieri, if you know him. Shouts to him. Tank! And Tank. so there's a picture, right? And it's of Giorgio Canalia. Maybe you guys know him as a New York Cosmos American soccer legend. He's also a Lazio legend. And it's a picture of him in his light blue Lazio kit, arms stretched out in a, you know, potentially religious pose but we know he's a soccer player he's wearing a soccer jersey and he's looking to the sky and there's a whole crowd of soccer fans behind him it's a very simple picture we've all seen pictures of footballers before and she turned to a waiter and was like oh not sarcastically because the trump trumps don't know how to do sarcasm she was like hell who is this iconic religious figure like what saint is that if you look at the picture it's an absolute joke so i'm going to dirty tackle ivanka trump all the trumps not for being terrible people, not for not knowing their saints from their footballers, but just from not even being able to look at a picture and deduce what the fuck's going on. Dirty tackle for you. Trump stuff aside, Giorgio Canalia, he was pretty saintly. He was like he was for pretty sure. Great. So I think you could refer to him I, as Saint Canalia. I don't, I don't mind that me- that mix up. I think that works. I think he could be canonized pretty soon, actually. Potentially. Maybe for the Cosmos. I think there's a reasonable expectation that Ivanka Trump doesn't need to know a player who played for the New York Cosmos in the 1970s as well. <laughs> no, that is that is totally unreasonable. If we're going to be a soccer nation that hosts a World Cup, if the USSF is going to go to the White House and pose for these pictures with Donald Trump, she needs to know her soccer players from her Saints. It's a fact. This could damage the US World Cup bid, the US-Mexico-Canada triumvirate World Cup bid because... Italy might take exception to this. They might take offense to this. And uh, Right, there might be a wall in between now. one of two of those countries. It's tough to play soccer with a wall in between. Actually, I <laughs> guess people build walls in soccer games all the time. Fuck it. Let's move on. So <laughs> I think the bottom line there is, though, that Giorgio Canalia should be a saint. That's my takeaway from this. Yes, facts. Okay, is this good. what this Fact. restaurant was trying to get at anyway by putting him up there I would with like, canonical so. figures? Yeah. yeah whatever. Yeah. Totti... Totti, Canalia, Sainthood, 2018. Let's make it happen. Uh, Swansea legend. Oh, he played for Swansea as well. So he's boys with Landon Donovan. That's cool. <laughs> Where was he when Bob Bradley needed him? So there's so many levels to this well, segment. He, so much American soccer. He was dead. So. He did die several years ago. So I know. Yeah, he, was, he was dead. I know. He was pretty dead. Guys, I know. This week's Dirty Tackle podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Underachieve, the new fragrance by Jose Mourinho. Hello, I'm Jose Mourinho. You may know me as a football manager, but when I'm not stifling creative teams with my abject negative style, I like to spend my time developing my exclusive line of fragrances. You will, of course, know my previous fragrances. I'll de tracksuit, Mendes, number 15%, the essence of finger in the eye, and fuck you, Guardiola. But now, I release my finest concoction yet. Underachieve. 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 A woody scent with notes of parked bus and hints of disappointed fan. Underachieve. Smells and feels like success. 
but really it falls way short of expectations. I was aiming for it to be in the top 4 greatest fragrances, but now I am happy with top 6. Underachieve. For those who want to disguise the stench of failure with the veneer of progress. Underachieve cost 170 million pounds every summer. Results may vary. Alrighty guys, it's time for your favourite segment of the podcast. It's a little old section I like to call The End. True are ya! True are ya! The rules are very simple indeed. I'm going to read out some headlines. Some of them are true, some of them are false. You have to identify which ones are the true ones, which ones are the false ones. Let's go. You ready? Let's do it now. All right. Headline number one. Hull defender Alex Bruce discovered he was being released from the club on Facebook. True or false? False. On Facebook. on Twitter. He quote tweeted, and I'm going to steal your thunder, Ryan. Sorry, I'm very well read in the soccer internet. This is what we do as podcasters, professional podcasters. We read very the internet. Uh, Theo keeps very specific track of the whole entire Bruce family. That, Steve Bruce, his kids. He yes. has the Google Earth set up. Yes. I love the Brucies is what I call them. <laughs> um, the Brucies, yeah. So basically this guy quote tweeted a whole city press release that said that he was being released. And he said something to the effect of... Nice to know, or something, right, Ryan? What did he say? He said, thanks for letting me know. All the best. Thumbs up emoji. And he got 39,000 retreats for that. And I think that was sarcasm. Sarcasm. Yeah, so... Sarcasm of sar. <laughs> Just in case you're under the impression that Hull were well run in any way whatsoever, they're letting their players go without even telling them, and they're finding out on the official Hull Twitter feed. Isn't that wonderful? What a world we live Pretty in, guys. Pretty good. Mm. I say false just because I got cut off. I didn't get a chance to play, so I'm gonna throw that out there. Yeah, so this time I'm gonna win. So one to nothing. No. Keep score this time, well. Ryan. Let's go. Okay. Uh very well. It's Item number nothing, two. Still. still one to nothing. <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna keep score. Number one two, zero. Frankfurt's Guillermo Varela <laughs> has been ruled out of the DFB Pokal final, the German Cup, which takes place at the weekend, because he got a tattoo. True or false? Ooh. There have been some dodgy tattoos in world football recently. More on that later. Forever. More on that later. Recently as so in forever. I am going to say true because he probably did something really stupid. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'll say true. Maybe they have, you know, it's like a George Steinbrenner type thing where you can't have facial hair. Maybe this team you can't uh, contaminate the temple of the body on the skin. So True. They, they would have signed Lionel Messi if it wasn't for those tattoos. Yeah, he was that close. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. as Dora the Explorer says every morning when my children make me watch it, correcto! You're both correct there. Well done, guys. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, he actually got these tattoos, Guillermo Varello, uh, a couple of days before the day of Pipa Cow Final. Bear in mind, he's probably got the entire summer off. He chose to do it a few days before a very important game that Frankfurt are yeah. going into. Uh, and that makes the sense. scab from the tattoo. I didn't know that happened from tattoos. I don't have any. Don't think it's supposed to. But the scab became inflamed and it means he can't play. And even better than that, ladies and gents, the director of football at Frankfurt has suspended Varela for this one. For (laughs) reckless conduct. Reckless conduct. Double whammy. That's what you get when somebody does a tattoo with a rock and an axe pick on your back. (laughs) (laughs) But why can't you play with an inflamed tattoo? What does that have to do with anything? How's that going to affect his performance? I think it gives him an unfair advantage because his body's bigger or something. Not sure. Yeah, if you touch somebody else, <laughs> they get a rash and they drop and die. And then it's 11 to 10 men and you score goals. 
I don't know about the science behind that. I don't think that works. Maybe it's a health and yeah, safety I, thing. He's not allowed to have like a gross, pussy, horrible tattoo. Like just on like show. bandage it up it and play like on. It. I mean, come on. No, no, that's gross. Yeah, I don't know about that. No pus in football. Maybe this is the reason Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't have any tattoos because he risks having scabby, inflamed, horrible nastiness on his skin. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, next story, guys. This has to do with Delhi Ali, and it's also tattoo themed. Delhi Ali. Wait, wait, has wait, wait, wait. Was that true or false? It was. It was true. We established okay. that he was not. He two got to suspended by two the club. Nothing. He's not going to. The uh, Brooks final. got that one right. Two to one. All right, go on. I'm yes. glad to know that you're listening whenever two I say on words. the board. Thank two you, to one. I just want to make sure the score's right. All right then. Someone's taking this way too seriously. Item number three. Deli Ali has a tattoo of Bam Bam from the Flintstones. Bam Bam from the Flintstones. A tattoo on Deli Ali. Does he have one? Does he not have one? Let me know. False. I say this is a trick question. He really has Barney Rubble. I will say true because he looks like Bam Bam and getting a tattoo of yourself is the new wave. Now, I didn't actually know that Deli Ali has any tattoos. He has several. And on his left wrist, he has a tattoo of Bam Bam from the Flintstones, also known as Bam Bam from the Jetsons crossover. It's because his uh, full name is Bamadeli. So presumably Bam Bam is a nickname of his. I'm surprised someone as young as he is would know the Flintstones. Is that even on TV anymore? Uh, no, in England, they, it just started do, do showing have, like three weeks ago. Do they ago. have that in, in London? Do they have the Flintstones? Yeah, so like about a month or two ago, we started getting the Flintstones. Then uh, after that, there's a show called Blossom. I don't know if you've heard of that one. That's a really new one. Okay. Uh, and it's before Happy Days, which is just premiering, yeah, about a month ago. So we're getting all the American stuff eventually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's good to know. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. So the other one. Uh, it's like a time machine. Theo is running away with this one. Let's give Brooks a chance to claw some uh, dignity back in this game. Gabriel Jesus thinks the Premier League is too easy. True or false? True. Just like Zidane thinks La Liga is too easy. Those two. False. Are- You're twisting his words. You're twisting his goddamn palabras. Go on. Which is what do you mean? For words. I mean that he has not said that it's too easy. He said he thought it would be more difficult. Same difference. Wow. That means the same thing. It does mean the same thing. No, 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 it does not. Because he didn't say that. He said something else, so it's false. Well, we've actually picked the one week where Theo's been looking at the internet and looking at soccer stories. You know I don't like word twisters. (laughs) Were you trapped in your safe house I just got I just got the internet in this closet, and it's dope. My Wi-Fi is (laughs) fucking flying. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. Well, uh, it's flying enough for you to get that correcto because uh, the quote is from the Brazilian forward. I thought the Premier League would be harder. It hasn't been easy for sure. I changed my life completely, but I'll never complain about it. Hmm. Meanwhile, Pep Guardiola is keeping his mouth shut on that front. <laughs> what? what do all those phrases in succession mean? He just said like four different unrelated sentences. Oh, I love him, though. He's only He's been speaking man, English for like a week now. Give him a break. I don't think he speaks English. He doesn't speak English. I happened to interview him like a month or two oh, ago. Right, and he yeah. doesn't speak a word of English. Yeah. Oh, no way. Well, that's maybe so he just cool. didn't want to talk to you. That could have been the case, too. Maybe hey. so. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? That's why Who we're knows? trying to get this Patreon money so we feel value for having to talk to this motherfucker every week. All right, guys, <laughs> I've got one more for you. Let's see if Brooks can claw one back. Final headline for you. Jurgen Klopp says that Liverpool will build a statue of Philippe Coutinho if he stays. True or false? Uh, true, because I think that will happen if he stays. Uh, false. They're going to 
trim a shrub in Australia in the shape of him. <laughs> And they're all going to fly there straight after a big game just to uh, unveil it, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're... Also, you know, Arsenal are the guys who like to build statues every five minutes of players, so it's not really a Liverpool thing necessarily. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's Maybe true. they're just going to rename the stadium Coutini Field? Maybe They'll, they'll give them a like stand? Coutin- the Coutinho stand? Yeah. The Coulop. I don't the know. Coulop. Coulop. I don't know if that makes sense. The Coulop. The Coulop. Uh, so what are we saying, guys? What did you say? Remind me of your answers. I say true. False. He will have a statue so if he stays, dumb. but he's not going to stay. He'll go to Barcelona this summer. Prediction. Brooks False. claws back a point. Yes. This was, in fact, what Jurgen Klopp said. I've got the exact Consolation here. goal. Consolation goal, indeed. Klopp that was an equalizer. Stay here, that was an equalizer. and they'll end up... No, <laughs> no three-pointers in soccer, you <laughs> nuts. In true Arya, there are. Ah, you got me again. Shuraya operates in its own space with its own rules. We're going to call this a score draw. The, uh, the uh, quote from oh. Jurgen Klopp says, stay here and they'll end up building a statue in your honour. Go somewhere else, to Barcelona, to Bayern Munich, to Real Madrid, and you'll just be another player. Here at Liverpool, you can be something more. Now, to me, that's a nice thing to say to Philip Coutinho, but it's also a horrible thing to say to Liverpool because you're basically saying, we haven't got anything special. You're going to be really good if you stay here. We're crap. We're a shit club these days. So if you say you're our best player. Go to Barcelona and win a bunch of trophies or stay in Liverpool and get a statue. Which would you take? Yeah. Would you rather finish fourth or fifth every season or go to Real Madrid? Would you take statue, Theo? I think I'd take trophies. I would. A statue is like a trophy in the shape of your goddamn body that people see forever. But how big is the statue? Well, not very big because he's pretty small, but still, life size. <laughs> if it's like one to one size, that's not that big. So, how no. big a statue would you require, Ryan? I'd need it to be mm. one to two size and solid gold. Oh, okay. At least 10 times the size of my actual Theano Messi human body <laughs> with, with bigger muscles. And a giant bulge in my pants. Yeah, think of the size of that The, the Cristiano statue model. Yes, correct. It's all about the bulge. Correcto, like Dora the Explorer. Correcto. That was true, are you, ladies and gents? We'll call it a draw I because win. I don't keep no, score. I, won. I came back. I came from true behind. Yeah. We're all winners. I'm a professional footballer who wants to commit tax fraud, but I just don't know how to do it without getting caught. Is there anyone who can help? TFA is here for you. At Tax Fraud Associates, we take pride in helping world-class footballers avoid paying their taxes without getting caught. No Spanish prison sentences. No house raids in France. Just more money in your dog's Swiss bank account. Guaranteed. Thanks to a number of highly illegal proprietary techniques, Tax Fraud Associates will not only protect your stockpile of cash, but divert attention to the teammates and opponents that you don't like. Lionel Messi scored four goals against you. He won't be celebrating in court. Javier Pastor, take your favorite seat on the plane. The police will trash his home. Thanks, Tax Fraud Associates. Now I can keep my money and stick it to Newcastle at the same time. Call Tax Fraud Associates today and we'll make your tax fears go away. It's the Life Ref. He refs your life up. So you better watch out. It's gonna officiate your life. Because you don't play by the rules, but you should. 
All right, as we get our taxes in order, it's time for life <laughs> ref. We're going to make some calls on some questionable decisions in the world of football on and off the pitch. Let's get to it. I got a whistle in whistles. my mouth. Let's Blow those it. whistles, boys. Ryan, start us off. All right, here we go, guys. I've got the big one, the big topic of the week. John You're Terry's week. Guard of Honor. It's the one we've all wanted to talk about. Of course, in uh, John Terry's final game for Chelsea, the final game of the Chelsea season, it was all about him. In the 26th minute of the game, uh, the ball was kicked out of play by, I think it was Jordan Pickford. Uh, all the Chelsea players lined up and did a Guard of Honor as he left the field. We found out later on that this was John Terry's idea. We found out later on that David Moyes, the Sunderland manager, the former Sunderland manager, actually gave his, uh, you know, he let this happen. He organised it so the Sunderland players would let the ball go out of play. And basically we found out that this is the worst thing that's ever happened in the Premier League. This is awful. This is, Whoa. I mean, it's, let, well, let's let's review this for a second. John Terry. Let's let's even. I'm, I've got nothing against his career. He's you know a Premier League legend. Let's Ryan give him that. Worked up. But after the, the game, after the game, the he had his little you know twenty minute speech where he was walking around the stands and uh, giving shout outs to billionaires who've bought the club and made it really successful and talking about his family and getting all choked up. It looked like it was a properly scripted like Hollywood film ending that he was given in this speech and yeah, you know it was, it was beautiful. It was really nicely done. Uh, you know 22 got, years with the club. He yeah, but get a send off. Although you don't see that enough these days. Yeah, I, I get that and he had that <laughs> nice speech at the end. That was his time even if when he was doing that speech, you could tell that he's practicing it sort of four or five times a night in his bedroom, <laughs> in between like masturbating in front of a mirror while crying. So that's he's had a lot of free time this he's, season. He's been doing. Would but you prefer a microphone to drop from the top stand like he's Michael Buffer, and when he goes off in the 26 minutes to start the speech there? Would I would be prefer better? to him to have had that speech as his time after the game and not to take part of the game as well. He just made a mockery of the competition of the Premier League in doing that, and I'm. Ash- I think he should be ashamed of himself. I think. David Moyes should be absolutely ashamed of himself for letting it happen. What's new? I would have told R. him to R. go David and screw himself. Why, why would you let John Terry stop proceedings? And also, I lost a bit of respect for Antonio Conte because can you imagine oh, someone like Sir Alex Ferguson on. say, let's say like when Paul Scholes retired, can you imagine Sir Alex Ferguson saying, tell you what, when it hits X minutes, why don't you just, uh, we'll all do a guard of honour for you and have a little party in the middle of the game. You just oh, said okay. Terry came happen. up with it himself. Now you're just hold, you're firing straight bullets. Hold on, hold on here. Let's, take, let's take a breath here. That's not a straight bullet. So now, you okay. said Terry this, this, organized it himself. So he did organize it, but Antonio Conte obviously condoned it. You can stunt when you've wrapped yeah. up the Premier League weeks in advance. Arr. Yeah, see, th- this is the thing. This is my thing about this. This match was utterly meaningless. Chelsea already won the title. Sunderland were, were already relegated. It was done. This match meant nothing at all. So why not throw a little bit of something in the middle of it? They, Chelsea won 5-1 to one anyway. Like this, this match had no relevance or interest to it at all. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. So, Ryan, what is your life referee decision? What are you doling out to this entire spectacle? Uh, like a red card that means you have to retire for the rest of your life, not do anything else, no no punditry <laughs> or anything. You just have to retire from life. Death, death by card. Brooks, what <laughs> is your call on this matter? I say play on, not only because the match is oh. meaningless, but because as I wrote, as I wrote on the site, on dirtytackle.net, this was the perfect ending for John Terry's Chelsea career because it was controversial. Like every step of the way, John Terry was controversial. So for him to Fair. go out with this thing that that the Chelsea fans loved and everyone else hated was perfect. It was perfect. Almost like a microcosm for his entire career. Exactly. I it will really give it was. a yellow card because that idiot, and I'll call him an idiot because I do, I like him. I like Chelsea. Shoot me. 
That idiot tried to organize a 26-minute substitution off. It took so goddamn long, he came off in the 28th minute. Fuck <laughs> That was the only Yellow card. <laughs> Pay attention to details, Tezza. Let's go. I'll give a yellow for the, uh, the slowness of it. Well, we have a wide array of opinions on this subject, gentlemen. Yeah, it's almost a lot like of decisions we, here. We, it's almost like we got three, you know, on the same page, but like different-minded individuals to record a, a talking thing about yeah. soccer. And I love we're it. on the same page, but we're also on different pages. Leave it to John it's like, Terry it's like a to book. bring levels to yeah. it. It's like an encyclopedia. Okay, next, Life Ref. Theo, what's we up? We have your boy, Leroy Sané, one of the best young wingers in Leroy? all of world football. Cut his teeth in the Premier League this season with Manchester City. Scored a good number of goals. I don't have it off the top of my head because I'm not a statistician nerd. Football is a beautiful game, kind of like poetry. We don't need the numbers. Anywho, Leroy Sané. <laughs> Leroy Sané has gotten one of the most egregious tattoos, one of the most egregious tattoos in the history of world football. It is a massive canvas on his back, and it is a photo rendering of him celebrating his own goal that he scored against Monaco in the Champions League group (laughs) stages. So basically, picture this, folks. It's him in all of his glory, but it's actually a pretty shitty tattoo, which hurts the marks here, sliding across the pitch with his arms out, and it's on his back. Folks, what do we think about this? Uh, Super hard red card for this one from me. Not only is it super embarrassing to have his own face on his back, because like when like I don't know when he's in a conversation, he says, look, just talk to me face to face. People are going to be confused because they're not going to know whether the face to his actual face or the one on his back. But also, that goal was in that Monaco game, as you say. That's a game they lost. So like one day, <laughs> if he goes Correct. to like a World Cup final or something, or he's in the Champions League final and he wins it and he's got the glory and he scores a winning goal, he's going to think, I wish I got the tattoo of that rather than that Monaco <laughs> game we lost. He's taken up a lot of real estate early in his career here. So, you know, it's a very yeah, aggressive that's the move. Thing. It was a bold move on, on many levels, but the size of it was especially bold. Incredible. So Brooks, I, I what, say, what are you given? I say also straight red because, I mean, tattoo of yourself just... That's, that's, I, I don't know. That's, I don't even think Zlatan Ibrahimovic would do that. That's, I'm going to say new, play on. That's a new level of ego. It is. It, it appears to be. But what if young Leroy isn't showcasing his ego? He's just not the sharpest tool in the kit. As I said, he's taken up a lot of background. The sharpest tool in, his in the kit? That's what English people call a toolbox. Ryan, you don't have to agree with me. I know you've told me this yeah, before. Yeah, we say the sharpest sandwich in the jam jar, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the jar. <laughs> we we mix metaphors all day long. <laughs> yeah, English people love peanut butter. Um, so, yeah, he's basically just taken up too much real estate on his back. He stands to have a really nice long career in front of him. I hope he, you know, maybe signs a new chief tattoo officer, shouts to the Philadelphia Lo- Union to put a tattoo of a better moment on somewhere else on his body, at least just as big. Just please do that for me, Leroy. So, hey, quick aside, while we mention the, the-, the Philadelphia Union, just to quickly throw that out there. So since I dirty tackled their owners a few weeks ago, They've won three in a row. Like, I have some magic powers here. So they're just... Anyway, back can, to... Can I put in a request that we don't mention the Philadelphia Union anymore on this yeah, podcast? Yeah, people that listen to this podcast most think the Philadelphia Union are like the biggest club in world football, which is <laughs> couldn't be further from the truth, but it's... I hilarious. mean, I work some magic on them, so I just, I'm just throwing that out there. Work some magic right, on a life ref decision, Brooks. What do you got? Back to Leroy Sané. So, Theo, are you saying that you're okay with him getting a tattoo of himself? It's just the size you have an issue with? Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly a questionable move 
on the surface, but like let that boy live, you know? Like I don't know that he has a massive ego. It's not like he's been in the press talking about this tattoo, uh, saying you do he's the know greatest that. thing. You do know that. He's got a tattoo of himself on his back. I know, yeah. I know, but this is just one instance. He's with his mouth, he's not saying anything. He's not like Yo, I'm the best thing since sliced bread. I'm gonna be the next Ronaldo. He hasn't said any of this. He just no, has he a is. He's saying all of those of things. Himself, not he's with saying the all of those things. No, he's not. Words speak louder than actions. That's an ancient proverb. No, it's so. Uh. Okay, wait, Theo. Would you get a tattoo of yourself podcasting? How about that? Yes, because it wouldn't would reveal you? who I am because I'm in the witness protection program. So it would be like a very shadowy figure <laughs> like with a microphone, the, uh, maybe too close to his face, on my left thigh. <laughs> or do like the scrambled face in your tattoo scrambled eggs tattoo yeah whatever yeah. he said there you go all right so play I think on that's, leroy yeah. do your thing two reds and a play on for, for leroy all right so last up in life ref we have russia so now we red know card. there's some weird red card Straight we on. know there's some weird stuff going on in russia but this might be the weirdest yet So, as you might remember, at Euro 2016, the Russian hooligans went hard after the English fans. They did what? Like, they went hard after the the English fans. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what she said. Um, So there's a major beatdown in the streets and the stands. It was it was bad. Beating meat in the streets. So, the Moscow Institute of Technology has introduced a robot named Alan Tim. MIT. Some of you may have gone there. It's a very good university. A-L-A-N-T-I-M, all one word, Alan Tim. And he is a robot designed to protect English fans at the World Cup in 2018. What? And he looks ridiculous. <laughs> is this true, Arya? This, this is, no, this is true. This How is does it true, protect Arya. What does it do? This is an excellent question. First of all, he is like the most ridiculous looking robot ever. He looks like the robot from Short Circuit, if you remember that movie. And he's wearing a bow tie. He's wearing a purple bow tie and a Russia scarf, you know, to blend in with the crowd to really, you know, go undercover. So he's like James and Bond. So Alan Tim says, My name is Alan Tim. I work as a lecturer in Moscow Technological Institute. I read on the internet that many English fans have doubts regarding the safety of visiting Russia. You have nothing to worry about. I will stand up personally for your protection. I promise to accompany you in Moscow and protect you from any problems. I can immediately contact the police, resolve the dispute on the logical ground, and even anticipate a conflict based on the emotions of people around me. In addition, I am fluent in English. This is ridiculous. Like, uh, even just one tiny hooligan would destroy Alan Tim in about eight (laughs) seconds. This thing doesn't stand a chance during the World Cup. By the way, Brooks, the the website I'm looking at, I've, I've got different quotes. For me, it says Alan Tim says... Welcome to tool time. Why did I snort all that cocaine? <laughs> no, oh, that, that's oh, no, Tim no, no. Allen. I've got Tim Allen. Sorry, I did it wrong that's way around. Tim sorry, Allen. sorry. That's a different sorry. robot. My bad. Oh my god. Um, uh, Alan Tim sounds like a so genius. So I though. think if, if he can do all these things, they should maybe upgrade his standing in world football. Maybe make him a referee or like a coach or something because he sounds like a fucking genius. <laughs> so I'm giving Alan Tim a red card for his own protection. This is like. That linesman in Scotland a few weeks ago who was throwing up and the referee sent him off to go, you know, to go seek treatment. So for his own protection, I'm giving him a red card because <laughs> he's going to get destroyed. He does not stand a chance. Ryan, what's your decision on Allen Tim? 
I'm going to give a red card, but I think it will have no effect because I'm predicting like a Terminator thing here. They're going to become sentient and take us over and play their own games of soccer in the end. I, I, I don't like where this leads. Yeah, this doesn't, this doesn't look good for humanity. The Alan Tim revolution could be bloody. Yeah. All right, so that's that's our life. Yeah, yeah. This thanks week, for guys. thanks for asking, but I would give it to the guy who named. <laughs> no, I'm going to end it. You don't get a you don't get a vote I, here. I, I, w- if, I would give the guy who named Alan Tim a straight red card because who the fuck is afraid of a guy named Alan Tim? Should be like Igor, Igor Dmitriov or some shit. If he's Russian, I don't understand. But all right, anyways, go on with your outro, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> so now Theo's gotten his decision in there. That's life ref. Final whistle blown. Blow it. Blow it. I can't whistle, so I can't do it. All right, that's it for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to our producer, Bobo Martino, once again, making it all happen. And again, please consider contributing at patreon.com slash dirty tackle. We need your support. We need some money. Let's do this big. Let's make it happen. Consider it. Woo! You can read all of our nonsense at dirtytackle.net. Get in touch with us at dirtytackle at gmail.com. On Instagram, slash dirtytackle. Check us out. And on Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, please, for the love of God, tell us your real Twitter handle. All right. Uh, Twitter handle is at Alan Tim, A L A N T I M. <laughs> Hit me up, guys. <laughs> Alan Tim lives. Theo, what is your Twitter handle? At Theo Messi DT, the second best anonymous figure in football. Who's the best? Alan Tim. Alan Tim. Alan Tim. Okay, that makes sense. Got it. <laughs> the guy that voices Alan Tim, Tim Allen. <laughs> all right. For, for all of us, including Alan Tim. The guy Tim, that stands on the other side of the fence of Alan Tim in the Russian World Cup sitcom. There you go. (laughs) We'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Hola. Yo soy Bobo Martino, your producer. I am here to let you know that we have 10 more minutes of ridiculous content solamente por los patreones. Only for the Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash dirty tackle. So for next season, we're going to have Zlatan staying another year only if he can have sex with that person's uh, wife and if he can wear one of the boots being the Europa League trophy. Do not miss out on this extra content, my friends. Patreon.com slash dirty tackle. <laughs>